0: we talk about real estate. Go! Real estate! All right. Welcome back. Episode three of the Realist Agent podcast. I'm Danny Cassis, and this is my podcast, and I can't believe people are listening to it. Uh, but they are. I'm getting feedback from people that they like it, like unsolicited feedback. People are actually messaging me and telling me they liked it, which is crazy. I had zero expectation that anybody would even humor me and check it out, let alone actually listen to it. Let alone give me the five star rating, which I've gotten like seven, I think, which is awesome. Let alone reach out and tell me that they liked it. So this is all just like icing on the cake. I was just going to do this anyway uh, because, as you know, like I said, it's a way to get info out there a little faster than making videos. And I can do it in sweatpants if I want to, um, which I am, by the way, uh, because I can. So thank you to everybody who's listened. Um, this is super awesome. Uh, I'm super stoked and I'm just going to keep rolling with it because I think it's fun and, uh, people seem to like it and I'm just going to roll with it. So thank you everyone. Uh, except for, I know one person who hasn't listened to it and I know this because I've asked them several times, did you check out the podcast yet? Did you check it out yet? Just give it a listen, give it a listen. And they say, okay, I will. I will. Ah, no, I keep forgetting. That person is my wife. She has not listened to the podcast, and uh I mean, honestly, like she's not really that impressed by anything I do. It's not like she thinks I'm like super cool or anything. Um, maybe she did like when we first started dating or something, um when I was like trying to be my coolest. but you know, now, like that you can't think your spouse is cool forever, right? like Giselle thought Tom Brady was cool for a long time. And, you know, look how that's playing out. He said she gave him an ultimatum and he's like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with this football thing. And then like from that moment, his whole football thing is falling apart. And I, I love to see it. I don't know. It's just, it makes me happy. Um, so anyway, one day my wife will check it out, but until then, I'm just going gonna, gonna to keep updating on whether or not my wife has listened to it, and I'll know if she has because she'll mention that I was talking crap, but if she doesn't mention that I talked crap, I'll know that she still hasn't listened to it. So henceforth, expect wife podcast listening updates. Um, once again, I'm hungry. I haven't learned yet that I need to do this after eating. Uh, I saw, I saw something that said the McRib is back and, uh, it's on its farewell tour. So I guess that means they're never going to make the McRib again, but you know, I've, I've been down this road before, um, several years ago, uh, I I was running late to work, and I had the radio on, and they were giving away tickets to the Scorpions uh, farewell tour, the final Sting tour. And I called in, and I won tickets. I won these tickets. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, this is a killer band, and they played all the all the best songs and they, you know, still put on a super high energy show, even though they're like 60. Uh, And I was like, yeah, dude, we, we saw the Scorpions on their farewell tour. They've toured like seven times since then. And I feel, I feel ripped off, even though I didn't pay for the tickets. um, I still kind of feel ripped off. I don't know. It's a weird feeling. You lied to me, but anyway, the McRib, might not ever return and I feel like I have to go get one. Um, and you know, people I you know, I don't know, the McRib is such a such a divisive sandwich, right? Like people either love it or hate it. And the people that love it only love it because it's only around for a limited time each time. And they give you just long enough to forget how bad it tastes. Before you start craving one again. Anyway. I'm not sure how we got talking about this. But uh, this isn't a fast food podcast. It's a real estate podcast. So I need to get on track. And talk about some real estate stuff. So um, the last couple episodes. It seems like. I, I feel like it seemed like I was kind of crapping on, on, on renters. Um, you know, like stop renting. You got to buy a house. Look, I know it's not that easy to buy a house. I know it's hard. And look, I'm realistic. I understand that not everybody can buy a house now or something. You know, a lot of people won't ever be able to buy a house in the future. Um, and that's just the reality. And I'm not blind to that reality. Uh, you know, affordability is a real issue. It's hard enough just to live in southern california uh let alone get ahead and and save and you know buy a house and all that stuff so i totally get it but there are a lot of people and a lot of people that i know personally that are in you know privileged situations where they're paying below market rent and i want to see people in those situations maximize that time that they have because it's not going to last forever I work really closely with a property management company, California Leasing, out here in Santa Clarita, and they manage like 650 properties. So I see this stuff play out in real life behind the scenes. Uh, You know, in fact, I was actually in the office and uh, a guy came in, he'd he'd owned this property and rented it to these same renters for something like 10 years, and he hadn't raised the rent in 10 years. And he'd do the math, and he'd left something like a hundred thousand dollars on the table uh, because he never raised the rent to market rates. Well, he got tired of that. He hired the property management company to manage it, be the bad guy, and raise the rent to market to market rates. Do you think that the tenants were happy about that? Heck no. They're just their gravy train just came to a grinding halt. And now they got to actually pay market rent and they were used to, they, they built their lifestyle around paying that crazy, insanely low rent rate. And now all of a sudden they're being forced to pay market rent. That kind of thing happens all the time. Uh, or a lot of times, so you have that, or you have the owner who just decides to sell the property. So, you know, if you're not if you're not in a lease, if you're in a lease, and the owner sells the property, the new owner has to honor the lease, the uh, the lease terms as as is. So they have to, you know, let the lease run out, however much time you have left. But they're under no obligation to re-rent it to you. Uh, they're under no obligation to continue charging the same rate. Uh, they could just say, "Hey, you're done," and move into it themselves, or they could turn around and rent it at at market rent, um, or the owner could die and the family could, could could step in and sell it. I've seen all of these play out, and I've been involved in these. I've been involved in these transactions as as the agent uh, representing representing the seller, um, and and the the tenant is never happy about it. They're never like, oh yeah, this this is great. No, so knowing that this can come to an end and it could really hurt as the, as the renter. I want to see people maximize their situation as best they can so that when that gravy train comes to that grinding halt, you, it won't hurt so bad. It'll just be the, you know, it'll just be the, the nudge out of the nest that you need to spread your wings and fly. (sighs) Um, so come with me on this journey and humor me with this exercise. Uh, if you're paying below market rent, um, which is basically like, I mean, if you signed a lease in the last year or two, you're probably not that far below market. Uh, but if you've been you know, paying the same rent for a few years, you're probably paying less than you should be. So look up the market rent for your property. If you need help finding that out, let me know. I'll help you Uh, look up the market rent for the property that you're renting and figure out the difference of what you're paying now and what you should be paying. Now, pretend that you are paying that market rent and take that difference and put it away in a dedicated savings account for a down payment on a home. Uh, You know, if you're paying 2000 a month and rent is is 4,000 a month, for example, within a year, you'll have saved $24,000, which means you're well on your way to a nice solid down payment on a home. The average down payment is 7%. It's not 20%. 20% is a lot of people think you have to have 20% down. No, the average is seven and you can buy with as little as three and a half percent, uh, In some cases, zero down, although at that point, monthly affordability becomes a real challenge. Uh, But anyway, I I don't want to go into that stuff um, on this on this episode. Uh, We can talk about that another time. So after a little while, not only are you going to have a bank account with thousands and thousands of dollars in it that you can use it for a down payment, you'll be used to paying a little bit closer to a realistic mortgage payment. Um, and then if if you have to move you'll already be used to paying closer to market rent so everything won't be such a shock you it won't hurt so bad when that happens and i say when because it's practically inevitable and you know it's like it's like working out right like you you don't realize how out of shape you are until you you're forced to run somewhere you're like oh crap man I wish I had been I wish I'd been running for the past two years. I this would be really easy right now. And I use that as an example because that's me. That's that's like that's me every year and a half or so. <laughs> so I know how that feels. So you might think, okay, well, I'm not paying two thousand dollars below market. I'm only paying a thousand or five hundred. Okay, then put away a thousand or five hundred or whatever. As long as you're making steps you know, as long as you're you're making progress towards ultimately buying a home and improving your lot, uh, then it's a win. Then that's great. And if you know where to look, uh, you could potentially have other sources of funds for that down payment that you might not even know you have. For example, and this is not financial advice, okay this is always consult. A trusted financial advisor on these matters. But, um, you know, anything that I talk about is something that I've either done myself or would do uh, given the situation. So uh, so I'll just use myself as an example. Uh, I have borrowed against my retirement plan that I had on the sheriff's department uh, more than one time to buy real estate, and I have not regretted it. So you can borrow against I borrowed against uh, my retirement plan. I repaid myself with interest. And that enabled me to buy homes. And I have not regretted it. It's not something that I... That's something that I would do again. Um, So if you have a retirement plan, that might be available to you. I'm happy to help you explore that. um, But you know, I'm a real estate expert. I'm not a certified financial planner. So um, I can help you explore these ideas. But Like I said, you know, it, it has to make sense in the big picture. Um, and, you know, you run it, run that by somebody that you trust to advise you in financial matters. Uh, but, you know, in my, in my case, and in the vast majority of, Cases of people that I know, actually, I don't know of a single one where somebody did borrow against their retirement to buy a home, especially a primary residence, uh, and they regretted it. I can't think of a single a single instance of that. So, that might be something that's available to you. I encourage you to explore that. I encourage you to look into your into your plan and find out. If that's something that you can take advantage of and, uh, lenders don't look at that as debt. That's your money that you're just borrowing from yourself. Um, and it just gets paid back through, uh, through, uh, you know, it's all planned in advance, how much you're going to pay back every month with your contribution that you do, you know, out of your, out of your pay or whatever. Um, that's something that I've done. It's something that I would do again. And, you know, it's something that I would advise my own family to do um, and it's, it might be available to you. So I encourage you to look into that. And look, if you're in a situation where you love where you live and you're paying way below market rent and you just can't envision leaving that behind, and you know, I totally get it. And, at, you know, I, it would be hard for me to recommend that you, you know, make your life less happy just for the sake of owning property, Uh, which is why you could also potentially buy a place and rent it out to somebody else and you get the best of both worlds. You're living where you want to live. You're paying way below market rent. You're owning a property. Somebody else is paying the mortgage and maybe you're cash flowing a little bit. Extra, or maybe you're actually you're not quite cash flow positive on it, uh meaning that you know your monthly mortgage payment isn't quite what the renter is paying in rent. But if you're far enough below market value on your own rent, what that you're paying, then that can more than make up for the difference. And there's no reason why you can't reap the benefits of being a property owner. And really an investor all the while and guess what when you finally have to move out of your place, you won't have to worry about where you're gonna go because you already have a place lined up you already have your place that you already own uh yeah, you might have to juggle some timelines or whatever in between you know your renter and you know vacating your current place but chances are if you're landlord has been cool about not raising your rent for years. They're probably going to be cool about giving you a couple extra months to figure out your situation. Uh, so you're not out in the cold. And you know what, if there's a three month, you know, lapse or whatever, where you have to figure something out a couple months, isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. And you'll probably be glad that you at least have A plan and have something lined up and really if you just think about this stuff in advance you're gonna have options that's the bottom line and I hate seeing people in the position of you know not knowing what their next move is Um, you know the more that you think about this stuff in advance the more you put in your own hands and the more control over your entire living situation that you have and if you're in a position where you can think about this stuff um you have the ability to save um you have the ability to stay on top of your credit and you know you do see a path to home ownership i want to help you that's the bottom line i'm here i'm available all you have to do is call text me email me whatever however you want to get a hold of me uh I'm here for it. So once again, I'm super appreciative of everybody who's listened to this. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the feedback for the five star reviews. Uh, if you got something out of this, please consider subscribing. Um, consider giving me that five star review. Uh, consider sharing it with your friends, especially if you do nothing else consider sharing with your friends, family, anybody you think might get something out of it. Um, I would really appreciate it. Uh, I want to see this grow. I want to reach more people and uh, I'm really having fun with it. So um, it's only going to get better. I have a whole bunch of stuff that I'm already planning for it. And uh, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do this. In addition to, you know, running a real estate business and having a family and everything else, But it's fun. I think it's worth it. And hopefully everybody else is enjoying it. As always, I hope you have the best day ever. I hope to hear from you soon. Enjoy the intro music on the way out.